Praise the Lord. Turn with me to John chapter 20, verses 11 through 16. And also we'll be looking at 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 through 56. And one more passage, uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 16 through 18. John 20, verses 11 through 16. But Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb. And saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been. One at the head and one uh, and the other at the foot. He asked her, or they asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said. And I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, he said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Ravoni, which means teacher. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15, verses 54 through 56. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 18 says, For the Lord Himself will come down from heaven with loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the tr trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with, him, uh, with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. Amen. Praise the Lord. Jesus has risen from the dead. If you believe that, say amen. All right. Resurrection. What a powerful and amazing event. Uh, based on historical records, we can imagine that day. Let us do that right now. Imagine the, the bodiless empty tomb. Imagine the two shining angels that brought the news of resurrection. Reappear, reappearing of Jesus to the disciples for the first time and showing his wounds and scars. So also imagine the time that Jesus was spending with the disciples after the resurrection for 40 days before ascension. And imagine the scene of ascension of Jesus in front of 500 witnesses. Imagine that. That's the record of resurrection. Surely these are enough evidence that prove Jesus is Lord of resurrection. You're talking about 500 witnesses plus alpha, more. But we think about, more we think about this, the resurrection of Christ is surely mysterious, 
yet so profound? Why is this message of resurrection so powerful that has changed the course of entire history and the destiny of mankind? This is why. You know, the greatest enemy of this world, the sum of all fears to the world, is what? Death. And it comes to us all unexpectedly. No one in this world can compete with death and defeat it. Even after countless effort to find solution over the history of mankind or human civilization through advancing in science and technology, especially the biotechnology, still death comes to us all without any exemption. We don't even know why we're getting aged. What adds more to this sum of all fear, the death, is actually uncertainty of what happens after death. Most of the people in this world, they believe or they at least train to believe that there is nothing after physical death. They said, this is what we have after we die. Nothing. So, might as well let us enjoy while we can on earth. However, it is a dangerous deception because the Bible clearly says there is the second death, the judgment after physical death. If you look at Revelation chapter 20, verses uh, 14 through 15, then the death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. And if anyone's name was not found written in the book of life, he was thrown into the lake of fire. However, there is hope for those who believe. There is good news. Jesus Christ, our Lord, had defeated death by overcoming it and became the first fruit of resurrection to open the life for those who believe. Do you believe in the resurrection? The resurrection of Christ meant the death of death. There's a song called Death of Death. Maybe you can check it out. It says, it was the death of death when you rose to life. When the dark Surrounded, surrendered to the risen light. Oh, praise the Savior, Jesus Christ. The death of death is your victory. My brothers and sisters, the resurrection is the death of death. No longer we are hold by the power of death. Amen. Now, what does it mean to us? Yes, Jesus rose from the dead. But what does it mean to us? How does it impact us? So today, I want us to think about how the resurrection of Jesus Christ impact our lives in three ways. You ready? First, the resurrection power of Jesus gives us the hope of life. Hope of life. Through His resurrection... Death is now completely defeated and subdued under his feet. And Jesus did not rise from the dead for himself or just to prove his divine identity. Did you know, my brothers and sisters, Jesus rose from the dead for us as well. He gave us his resurrection power to all those who believe. That's why John chapter 14 verse 19, Jesus said, you will see me. 
he's actually talking to the disciples right before the crucifixion. And he's basically saying, I'll be going to the path of, of crucifixion. But don't worry, you will see me. Because I live, you also live. What a powerful word, isn't it? Because I live, you also will live. Apostle Paul knew that, grabbed that, the powerful words, and said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 20. He says, Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the first fruit of those who have fallen asleep. What he's saying is that ultimately our risen Lord will come down from heaven at the end with a, with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, with the tri trumpet call of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And after that, we who are still alive, if we are, and who are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. My brothers and sisters, we have a hope of life that one day, someday, Jesus will come back. And when He comes back, we will fully understand the resurrection power exerting even in our physical body. He says those who die already in Christ, meaning those Christians who die already, they will rise first. And if you're still alive the time that Jesus is coming back, guess what? You'll be taken away together in the air and meeting the Lord. And he's talking about the resurrection. No wonder when Jesus said, because I live, you also will live. See, we have the hope of life in the future. Amen. That's why no matter what happens today, no matter how what happens on the earth, even our body might be destroyed. Even we might, even our life, physical life might be taken away. But one day, everyone who believes in Jesus Christ will experience the power of resurrection exerting even in their physical body. They're going to become alive. We have that hope, my brothers and sisters. One day, we will see Jesus. That means by the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, we never die. We never die. Everyone say, we never die. There's a song called Soft in Your Heart by Keith Green. As a matter of fact, I was listening to this uh, with my daughters <laughs> this morning. And obviously, Keith Green was around when he was 19, like, around 70s. So music style is very 70-like. And Lydia was like, my first daughter was like, what kind of sound is this? This is a weird sound. But if you listen to the words of the, the lyrics of the song, it's very powerful. Let me just read it to you. I was so blessed by it once again. Soft in your heart, a part of the lyrics, it says this. The message, oh, is also very simple. You got to be like a child to see. Because Jesus said, let the little children come unto me. You try to make things too complicated, but you really don't have to be so smart. You don't learn a thing until you soften your heart. Well, if this just this once, I could show you your, your, show you your empty life. I know you would follow him right now. Well, I know it sounds just too good to be true, but if he lives in you, you will never die. You will never die. You will live forever. 
You'll never die. You'll never die. You live forever and take care of forever now. You tell everyone to keep on smiling. Your outlook on life is so positive, but deep down inside, you are searching for a reason to live. Like everyone else, you are scared of dying. But the power of death has been blown apart. And you will live forever if you soften your heart. You will never die. You will never die. You will live forever. You will never die. You will never die. Take care of forever now. My brothers and sisters, we will be with Jesus forever in his kingdom. That's the ultimate destiny for our soul. And the resurrection of Christ guarantees it. When Jesus rose again from the dead 2,000 years ago, that was what it was. That's what I said. It's not just Jesus rose from the dead because of his the divine identity, but Jesus rose from the dead for us so that you and I can enjoy life forever with him in his kingdom. What a powerful message, isn't it? The resurrection is ours. No wonder Paul says, it is my prayer that you will know that you have a power of resurrection in Ephesians chapter 1. However, my brothers and sisters, the resurrection power is not just for the future hope of life, but also it is the power source of our present life, which leads us to the next point. The resurrection power of Jesus gives us the peace and boldness that this world cannot give. It provides us the peace and boldness that this world cannot give. You know, after the crucifixion of Jesus, all his disciples were devastated and distressed, full of fear, despair, failure, and sorrow. Why do you make sense? Your master is dead. You've been following him for three years and all of a sudden he's crucified. Even though Jesus has been warning them and telling them, by the way, I will be gone for a short while. I'll be dead and crucified. They are going to kill me. But, or I should say, I'm going to let them kill me or crucify me. But don't worry. I shall be back. He'll be back. Yet, they were very frustrated, scared. And I'm sure that's proper human response to death and unknown. This were hiding, they were hiding in a small room from the Jewish officials that crucified Jesus. And in this fearful and dreadful situation, what happened? Jesus, the reason Jesus visited them and said, Shalom, peace be with you. At that moment, the disciples were liberated from the fear and terror of death and overwhelmed by the joy of life. Why? Because they saw the risen Jesus. They witnessed the power of resurrection of Christ. And you know what happened after that? There was drastic change of attitude and lifestyle of disciples after they witnessed the risen Jesus. As they received the Holy Spirit of the risen Jesus, the rest was history. 
And we know that all the disciples boldly preached the gospel of peace to the world until their martyrdom. Except one, every single one of them were martyred. But they did not care about death anymore because they knew they saw and witnessed the risen Jesus. And with the power of the Holy Spirit residing in them, the spirit of the risen Jesus, which is Holy Spirit, they were able to stand firm in their faith. And they were boldly with preach the gospel of peace to the world. Every single one of them. That's another powerful evidence of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. All of a sudden, you are changed. You are courageous. Now, because of the power of resurrection, even though you were coward, cowardice before, that was the difference. Drastic change of people's lives and lifestyle and attitude. My question to you is this. Do you know reason Jesus? My brothers and sisters, the Jesus Christ that we serve and we worship, He is alive. He is alive. And He is with us. He lives within you and me because we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe and do you know the reason Jesus? And when we know this reason Jesus, we have the power to suffer well with and for Christ. You might say suffering. Yes, I'm talking about suffering in our life. Yes, I'm talking about even possible future suffering for Christians to witness. And we are living in that age, my brothers and sisters. Even in America, we are facing the culture that is very hostile against Christian faith and Christian principles. And that's what's happening. At least a lot of Christians in the social media, they're being canceled by many people. Why? Because we believe in the Bible. Because we believe in the truth. We believe that the, the, the Bible is the authority of our life without compromise. Then the world will hate you even more. They will marginalize you. They will target you. They will cancel you. Even possibly, even greater suffering might come. Outside of America, my brothers and sisters, we know that there is so much persecution happening against Christian faith. If you look at Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, the, that's why Apostle Paul said this, I want to know Christ and the power of resurrection so that, why? Why do you want to know Him and His power as a resurrection? Here comes the answer. He says, so that I may share His suffering, becoming like Him in His death. He's saying, I want to know Him. I want to know His power of resurrection. And I want to know, I want to share the suffering and death of Christ. Meaning, I want to know the power of resurrection so that I'll be able to suffer for Christ. Unless we have the power of resurrection of Christ, my brothers and sisters, we will not be able to suffer for Christ, right? That's why when Jesus said, when he was about to go, he said, I'm not going to leave you like orphans. The whole world will hate you because he hated me first. But take heart. I shall be with you forever. 
And I'm not going to leave you alone like an orphan. My spirit I will send. And the Holy Spirit residing in you, dwelling in you, and with the power of a resurrection in Holy Spirit, guess what? You and I will be able to stand firm even against persecution, even against suffering. No wonder Paul said, I want to know Christ, resurrection first, and suffering, and death. It makes sense, doesn't it? If you know the power of resurrection, you will feel no evil. You will be courageous. I remember having a conversation with my mother when I was young. And I was reading about the Christian martyrdom. And it scared me when I was young. I said, Mom, am I going to die someday? Or some people actually going to kill me because I believe in Jesus Christ? And she said, possibly. And I said, what would I do? You should, you should keep your faith. You should not deny Christ. Because if you deny, he will deny you too. I said, how would I not deny? What if someone is trying to kill me? Put the guns in my face and say, if you believe, I will kill you. What will be my response? I'll be so scared. I probably will deny. And I don't know what to do. But my mom said, don't worry about that. When the moment comes, the Holy Spirit will help you to stand firm, even against such persecutions. And we've been hearing some of the cases, many cases, even the modern cases, that many kept their faith in the face of death. Because we have the power of a resurrection, and because the Holy Spirit within us will help us to experience that power of resurrection, at the end, guess what? We'll be able to stand firm in the face of trial and suffering and persecution. So take heart, my brothers and sisters. Depend on the Lord. He will help us no matter what. Amen? See, unless we have the power of resurrection of Christ, we will not be able to suffer for Christ's will. Because the power of resurrection gives us the peace and boldness this world cannot describe and experience. No wonder first century, all those Christians, and not only first century, entire human history, all the faithful people were suffering because of their faith. They were able to overcome such persecution because they have this Peace and boldness that coming from the power of resurrection of Christ. That we have it. Amen? Meaning, my brothers and sisters, the resurrection power is available to us today, now, every single day. That's why when Paul said, I want to know the power of the resurrection, it's in the present tense. In Greek, when you say it's a present tense, it means the continuous action. What Paul is saying, basically saying is, I want to experience and I want to know the power of resurrection every single day, daily. That means that God's Holy Spirit will continue to provide us with a power of resurrection. But I think a lot of Christians, we don't get that. 
We think the power of resurrection is applicable to us when we die. Just like as a, we have the hope of resurrection. Yes, physically we die, but guess what? We'll rise again one day. Great, that's the hope of the resurrection. But my brothers and sisters, is the daily source of our power that we can live in peace and boldness because we can experience this power of resurrection every single day. If we miss that, my brothers and sisters, we will live a defeated life as Christians. And so many Christians today, we are living in defeated state. Why? Because we don't recognize that the power of resurrection is actually available to us every single day, daily. That frustration is not just for 21st century Christians. Even the first century Christians were suffering because things are hard and tough. And especially in the, in, during the time under the Roman occupation, many people were being persecuted. Imagine that. But the Paul wanted to keep, want, want people to rem, remember that the power of resurrection is actually the daily power for, available for us to exert in our lives. That's why Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, and you read on, he says, I really pray. I pray for you every single day, Paul says, that the, the eyes of your heart will be lightened by the wisdom, the spirit of wisdom, which is the Holy Spirit. Meaning, I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to enlighten you, continue to encourage you, continue to empower you, that you have the power the power as God's people. The power, and he said that power is actually the resurrection power. The power that raised Jesus from the dead. That is what you have today. And you can live by and live with that power. I hope you understand. When I was reading Ephesians chapter 1, once again, last night, I was feeling his frustration. He's saying, you think you only have the hope of life and hope of resurrection in the future, but the power of the resurrection is available for you today to live day by day. And I want you to know that, and I'm praying for you, for you, for you so that you can remember this every single day. The power of the resurrection gives us the peace and the boldness that we can live by and live with in our present time. Amen. Last but not least, the resurrection power of Jesus gives us the amazing comfort in our personal lives as well. Comfort. The resurrection of power of Christ also exerting a personal level. Just like Jesus' disciples before witnessing the resurrection so many Christians today are feeling devastated and living in fear in the midst of various problems facing them today. I mean, look around the world. Globally, we are still dealing with this COVID. We see endless conflict in political, social, cultural level. We hear rumors of wars everywhere. And we see more of natural disasters around the world. Well, these are the signs of the last days, by the way. 
But that's what we are living. We are living in fear. Many Christians are living in fear today. Especially Christians are targeted, marginalized, and canceled in our current culture, cultural climate. And that's what we are facing today. And I'm sure in your personal level, you, we will still face various problems in our lives. Family problems, health problems, relationship problems. Maybe we have horrific past. Things has happened to you before. My brothers and sisters, do you still have hope, however? If you look at today's passage, in today's passage, we see this woman was crying outside of the tomb. And she was weeping because the body of Christ, whom she loved so dearly, whom trusted sincerely, was gone. We're talking about Mary, the Magdalene. And we know the, who Mary, the Magdalene, is in the Bible. She had a hor hor horrible past before. But after she saw Jesus and met Jesus, things were changed. But imagine that Jesus who saved her from her past, saved her from all her sin, saved her from all fears, now gone. And she was devastated. And I'm sure that's a right, proper response to the death of Jesus Christ. So she, as she was crying out of despair and fear, Jesus, the Lord of resurrection, approached her and asked, Why are you crying? Who is it? You are looking for. He knew and loved this woman, and he saw the tears of Mary. Well, my brothers and sisters, I believe the tears of Mary are also our own tears. Tears of sadness that is caused by the departure of our loved ones. Tears of worries of lives. Tears of pain in our lives that caused by failure, loneliness, rejection, even the sins of this world, false accusations, all kinds of things happen to us. But do you know, my brothers and sisters, He knows all our tears. And He comes to us quietly but surely and asks us, why are you crying? He wants to wipe all these tears as He comes. He sees your tears and knows your pain. He knows what you're going through right now and what you went through before. But He's asking us, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? And He calls each one of us by name. He knows his na our name. Imagine that. When He calls us by name, we need to respond to Him like Mary. We need to pray like this, oh Jesus, you are God. You are my refuge. You are my strength. You are my rock. Come and heal me. Change my heart. Transform my heart that I will know you more. My brothers and sisters, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 21, verse 33 and 5 says, Now the dwelling of God is with men and he will live with them and they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. 
What a powerful passage. Yet comforting passage, isn't it? As our risen Lord comforts, we can face tomorrow with confidence and joy. What do we need, my brothers and sisters, when we are going through a tough time? How does the power of, how can we be comforted? Obviously, we can be comforted by our spouse, our friends, our family members. That's very important too. But ultimately, that doesn't do it. But when you experience the risen Jesus, when you understand the very presence of Jesus, risen Jesus being with you, if you experience His very presence, I'll tell you, my brothers and sisters, you don't need the words anymore. You will know what it means to be comforted. I think a lot of us right now Especially in today's climate, we are facing such turmoil, such loneliness, such desperation. This power of resurrection can give you the comfort that you can never imagine. And He will be with you forever, He says. Amen. My brothers and sisters, Jesus has overcome death, risen from the dead. And as the first fruit of resurrection, Jesus will raise us up from the any circumstances, even from death on the day that we, He comes back. So what are, we, what are we doing now? As our reason, Lord, gives us hope, peace, and comfort, let us continue to, be, continue to be faithful until the very end. No matter what happens and what we might face in life. Let us enjoy, understand, let us experience the power of, power of resurrection of Jesus Christ today. Amen? May the Lord our God empower you to live for His glory today especially in this glorious Easter Sunday as we celebrate death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. It is my prayer that you will commit yourself to the Lord and receive His power, His comfort, and His hope in your life. Amen? Let's pray.